for nothing we don't have much of a show for you today <laughs> i got a busy life chris i got i gotta go to montana tomorrow oh yeah that's right leaving for montana leaving for the the my home state i haven't been there in oof, i want to say three years maybe sure maybe longer yep it's been a long time covid well <laughs> sure <laughs> Let's just say it's COVID, Chris. <laughs> Definitely COVID. Yeah. Which means COVID's probably coming back for about three years after I get back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't love Montana, which is why I don't live there. Which sure. Shocks the shit out of people. Because there's this idea that Montana's great. Yeah. Perpetuated I think he, by Yellowstone and yeah. really any white actor, you know? Pick Who, take your pick. Pick a white actor. I bet you he's got some ties in Montana. D- Jeff Bridges, I think, owns a place in Montana. And Leonardo and, DiCaprio. Right. Uh, Phil Jackson. Like, if you, unless you own like a big ass fucking, you know, compound uh, that looks like a log cabin, you know, like I, it's, it's probably, it's not ideal. Like, you it's have to have a shithole. Shit yeah, it's you have shithole. You have to have a shitload of money. The, mo- the reason we're going enjoy. in February, where it's six degrees right now. It's because I can't afford to travel to my hometown during the holidays because every asshole wants to go fucking live like they're on Yellowstone and spend <laughs> Christmas with fucking, I don't know, they, with jingling their fucking riches in, in Whitefish, Montana, like seeing Glacier, whatever it is. Like, yeah. So it's, it's, right. it's an impossibility. It's yeah. like, and, 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 it's, and I hate going there. My therapist canceled today, so I'm just gonna <laughs> use talk this, to me, buddy. Use this platform. Yeah, it's a it, the thing is, is it's like news. Here's the thing about Montana: it's it's three percent everything people think it is. Yep. it's beautiful, big yep. sky country. But with that comes a cost: racism, uh, AR 47s big Trump population, Greg Gianfarte, like. It is, it had, it like the other 97%. The fact that when I go into a bar, it's one of two things that I don't want to happen is going to happen. One, I'm going to see someone from my past that I haven't talked to in 25 years and probably don't want to. Uh, I've ignored their Facebook request. Or someone's (laughs) going to pick a fight with me, which is, which is what usually happens. Yeah. Like it's just, it's always someone trying to fight. I ever told yep. you the story about the guy. I was walking out of the VFW, which is the hot spot of Kalispell, Montana's bar scene. <laughs> is a VFW. I don't know if I've ever seen a vet of a foreign war in the VFW, but I've seen a lot of vets of uh, hard living and meth. Um, and I was there with my my wife, my sister, and her husband. Right. Mm-hmm. They, my sister and her husband live there. They're, they've never left Kalispell, Montana. So, you know, it's not like I was just, like, out on the town, like, where I didn't belong. Uh, and as we're leaving, we're going somewhere else. And I said, well, I don't want to drive because I don't want to get a DUI. Mm-hmm. And this guy outside the bar goes, 
what the fuck's wrong with the DUI? Are you putting down DUIs? It gets in my face. Like I was some, somehow looking down my nose at the DUI community and pronouncing it. And my brother-in-law was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And Kristen was like freaked out. And I was like, yeah, this is... It's go time. This is what happens in yeah. this town. It's just people are looking for a reason to fight. And so I'm taking my son there. <laughs> he can see where his roots are. He can learn how, how to defend himself. Um, and then I'm going to L.A. for work. So it's my last day in the office for a couple of weeks. Um, and so I'm stressed out, Chris. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, re- I'm, I'm, wearing my, I'm wearing my stress on my sleeve today. All right. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's see if we can you know, work it out a little bit here. Let's, uh, let's use this as like an old punching bag or a something. Chan- a, chance to, a chance to release some of this tension. Yeah. Yeah. Let me throw some sawdust there, down real quick. Jerk it off or something. I don't know. Man. Well, I was, I was just saying, I was going to throw some sawdust down. <laughs> well, that's where I am. So yeah. You're in the sawdust palace? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is it, are people asleep still in your I'm, house? So, so uh, no. Set it up for us. Everyone should get to know what our lives look like, right? Yeah. Uh, so Anna, my wife and I were up in Vermont. Uh, we've been up here for like a week and a half. Um. And part of the reason why we're up here is because of this weekend, uh, leading into this weekend, and one of Anne's really good friends is coming up with her two teenage daughters. Oh, cool. Uh, sure. Well, yeah. How, how old? Like, what's that? What's that? Uh, uh, one's 16 and the other is 14. That's an interesting energy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I would do with that. I don't know if I'd know what to do with that. Do I, don't, I don't know. No what to dads? Do. Is this a divorcee? No, no, no. There's a dad. They just wanted to. They just wanted to get away, like the girls, kind of thing. Oh, and so, good. I'm glad you're there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they set it up as like a girls' weekend, but it kind of tied into like you know we were already up here, going to be up here. We were supposed to get like a big furniture delivery. You know, we ordered this new couch that's been delayed for like a year, of I course. No, I'm sorry about that. Uh, it's already delayed again now, so it didn't come. Uh, it was supposed to come yesterday. Uh, so I was just sort of here, and Anne was like, well. Chris is going to be here. So like, that's kind of awkward, you know, weird. And they're like, Oh no, it's totally fine. We don't care. We just want to, she just wants to get away from her husband and have the kids or whatever and have a girl's kind of a you weekend. Could, you could just, re- you could show your, uh, your, your, like your, your great husband tendencies. You could really like outshine this guy. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, well, that's, that's, I mean, that's... you're going to, you got to be making waffles, you know, <laughs> just put on your put never take the apron I- off. As as Anne said uh, uh, about her friend's husband, and she's like, well, his name is Rich. She's like, well, Rich is my favorite husband of all of her sort of, it's like her college girlfriends, right? Okay, okay. She's like, well, Rich is my favorite of all the husbands. Um, and <laughs> her friend was like, well, that doesn't really mean much because <laughs> of the five of them, two of them are divorced and were assholes. <laughs> So it's not really, there's not really much to work with there. Uh, but uh, anyway, so it's... Um, you, I wonder it, where you rank. Well, I don't rank because it's, uh, I'm her husband, so I don't uh, rank. I know, but in like someone else's ranking. Uh, I'm probably top of the list. You think? Oh, yeah. 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 I'm the, I'm the, I'm, well, there's another guy, uh, there's one other guy who's, re- he's a really nice guy. He, he's, um, but he was, he was the one, he was a friend of theirs in college before oh, him and his wife. That doesn't, to, that doesn't so they don't count. count. They don't kind of count him as a husband. 
Are any of the other are any of the other crew up there? Or are you just gonna be around? Are you just gonna be lingering? I'm just sort of hiding in the basement and in and in the upstairs. Well, yeah, I had dinner with him last night, and then I kind of disappeared, and they all kind of hung out and like played card games and watched TV, and and um, I made him a fire, and and uh, I just was like, this is this is all you, like scurry yeah. off. I, yeah, yeah, I, I would if I. I'd make, I'd make a real pronounced, like I'd make a real pronounced exit every time I left. <laughs> like gra- grab a blanket and like a bottle of whiskey and be like, "Well, get actually, that's right." Upstairs, that's what I did. I poured myself, I poured myself a glass of tequila, and uh, I made a fire, and I just sort of walked away. <laughs> yeah, so it was fine. It was nice. I enjoyed it. They're they're nice girls. They're really nice girls. Like well behaved, good girls and stuff. But they're just everybody's so like chatty and talkative and and uh that's and, and, yeah that's and so i'm part. just like there's no place for me here i wonder what that's like i have a friend uh eric and he has a a daughter who's roscoe's age so t- two and then he just had another daughter so oh. that, that will be him oh, in better. 14 years you know so like two he'll have yeah. the two teen daughters at yes. the same time yeah i can't conceive it like what well, i you you'll grow up in an all-boy house right? yeah Yep. It's just uh, two, yep. Yeah. Just it's two boys. It's I. Th- it's just such a different. It's just I, such a well, different dynamic. You it's, know? I mean, to some degree, but you know, there's the two of them are sort of bickering at each other a little bit, but it's nothing malicious. Uh, and I was like, oh, I, re- I, re- I remember this from my teenage years, like me, my, me and my brother like fighting and stuff. Um, I don't. Oh, I remember fighting, but I don't remember my parents ever taking me anywhere to like, let alone a weekend in Vermont. So, I, they, if I was, if I, if I was that mom. I'd be like, you're lucky you fucking get to go anywhere. Yeah, well, she said she was like, like the day before they were leaving, she was like, I was ready just to come up by myself and leave, leave them all behind. Yeah, I know. Like, she was done with them already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> girls suck for moms. I know that. I know all girls hate their moms. And like, like, there's a very, there's a, there's, a, there's a moment in time where all girls hate their moms. Weird, but it, weirdly, I heard that all girls hate their dads, too. And it's like a, I guess it's like some sort of like, well, I think all teenagers start hating their parents, though. It's it's just a natural. Yeah, yeah. It's like you got to be mean to them to 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 get to get to leave, right? Right. You kind of have to hate. It's like Harry, the end of Harry and the Hendersons, where <laughs> where John John Lithgow <laughs> has to start yelling at Harry to get him to go into the woods because he knows it's the uh, best for him. Right, right, right. It's like right. get out of here. <laughs> We don't want you here. It's, it's, no, it's like kids it's, do that to their parents. They're like, I hate you. Right. When really right. they're just, it's like they they don't even know. I have it's no just, idea. It's just, it's just, it's just biology telling them. Yeah. That they I, that they need to not be like in the nest anymore. It's it's so bizarre to see watch them, and they've literally they've been here for less than twenty four hours, and and the amount of information I have sort of already gathered, and then. And then flashed back to my own teenage years, and I was like, "Holy shit! Like this is just shit is just cyclical." There's a wealth of information, though, if you can do it without being like a weird old guy, right? It's always good to find out what like like teenagers are up to, you know? Oh, it's the same shit, man. Is it they're up it's to? A, it's the yeah, same shit. they're like they're already sort of drinking and smoking, uh, maybe you know, smoking pot, um, sort of being good, and then sort of being like completely terrible assholes. Yeah, um, it's like it's it's sort of just there's a mold and it's it's never been broken. I don't think, and it never will be. Yeah, that's a fun. 
That's a funny and dynamic it, for you. And, and it's weird. And it's weird being sort of, um, and you were saying like how they hate their parents and stuff, but it's, it's how they hate their moms. But I don't know if it's harder to be a dad with two teenage girls, because how do you, how do you sort of relate to that stuff? Right. How do you deal with that You're stuff? You're not with, supposed like, to. Right. You're just not supposed to. Dads try. But I right. think that, I think, right. daughter, I think that the best move for a dad, and I don't have any teenage daughters and I never right. will. Uh, <laughs> But I think the best move for a dad in that scenario is just like, it's just like, I'll be around when you're in your 20s and you love me. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're going to yeah. love the shit out of me in your 20s. So push back on your mom. Push back on me. I'll be here. Here's the keys to the car. You need something. Yeah. I'm supportive. Right. Uh, go to college and feel like you're happy when you get home. You know, like, I, this is like what I will represent for you now is like That's comfort and safety, you know? 100% what happened to me, too. Like, I, at, once I got into college and in my 20s, like, my dad, I was like, I love my dad. He was like the coolest dude in the world. I loved hanging out with him. Yeah, you just, you, get, you come around. Yeah, you come around. You yeah. just come, yeah. But yeah, you, during teenage years, you, it's just like, it's a fight. It's a fight to the finish line. Yeah, because you want to sort of be, I think you want to sort of be, feel like you're, you're smart, you know stuff, and you're, and you're independent. But those right? dumb kids are, they're, they're just, dumb kids are going to do dumb shit. You just don't want them to get hurt. Like, as long exactly. as they don't go hurt. Or you go to jail, right? Put some racist shit on Twitter, like yeah, you're, you're doing your job, right? And that's what their and that's what their mother was talking about last night uh, after they went to bed, and that she was like, you know, they're already sort her friends are already sort of drinking. I'm I'm trying to be open minded about it, and I can't like control them at you know 24 seven. So I'm just trying to teach her like to you know like you know don't uh you know don't be completely stupid don't, about it. Don't fuck up. I mean they will, but hopefully like yeah. the damage is minimal. I I have a friend who's got. They, their, their daughter's in college now. She's a freshman. But when we were living in Pittsburgh, we knew them from Brooklyn. But we, so we, we've known their daughter since she was tiny, like since she was like five or six. But then we moved to Pittsburgh where they had moved to, and we got to see her be a teenager. Like we got to yeah. watch her 15 through 18, right? Yeah. And, uh, and she just, like, she, her parents are these like real, like, like they're like super artsy, like, you know, like, uh, like vegetarian like they're just like brooklyn people sure their daughter is like roll tide like she like rushed bama like sororities like she's <laughs> the exact opposite of them and so like when she started drinking it was like you know real like party styles you know like trulies and shit like that you know like claws or whatever yeah and uh one day that her parents like were driving home from dinner or whatever and they're like oh let's pick up a bottle of wine or they're driving to dinner, and they were like, let's pick up a bottle of wine, it's BYO. And as they're pulling in, they see their daughter, who is 18, walking out with, like, a case of Trulies. Like, <laughs> like what, this, the local liquor store. Like, she didn't even go to a town over. She literally, yeah. like, blocks from their house. And she saw them, and they locked eyes, and she just immediately started crying. <laughs> and they got home, and, and Diaz just pulled up. Sorry, I didn't tell you what her name was. Uh, she just pulled up behind them and was like, let's, you know, crying and was like, I know I'm getting in trouble. She just, she knew like, she didn't have to be, they wasn't like, yep. you go home right now. Like she just knew, you know, and yep. she was like, and they talked it out and whatever. And, uh, and I'm like, that's the best case scenario. Yes. Like so right. if, if you're a good enough parent that your daughter is like, knows she's in trouble when she's caught mm -hmm. that she's not going to run away from the problem. She's just going to go deal with it. Cause she knows she can't, she knows she can talk to you about it. Like, that's crazy to me. Like that's, that to me is like such a sign of like, 
I yeah. wouldn't have done that. My mom caught me smoking pot once, and I like ran away for a weekend. Like I was like <laughs> out. I avoided that problem. Bad. I literally just was like, well, I might live on my own now. I didn't come home till Sunday night. That was like on a Friday. I was like, I just avoided it. You know, there was no cell phones. I just. I just, the days went by. I was just getting more and more afraid. It was terrible. Where did you go? To my friends' houses. Oh, okay. It, just, right. it was like a weekend. So I just went and okay. crashed on people's you Call your parents and be like, hey, he's at our house. Like, secretly, don't, we'll, we, you know, like, don't I act mean, like, don't. I wasn't, I, I, my parents were a little hands off when it came to that kind of thing. Okay. They had their own life. They had their own stresses they had to deal sure. with. Sure. So that was just I, like I don't think my I think my mom was probably grateful. She's probably like he better not come home. You know, like that was the house I was from. <laughs> and so I would think it was a success to be like, ah, oh, I'm caught. I can't go out tonight. I gotta like deal with this. You know, that's what, that's what you want. Yeah, and that's what she said. Like her daughter, like basically comes home and like tells her everything. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's great. And but she also she feels like it's 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 uh the daughter feels like that's her, the crutch she can use to, uh, as an excuse to get away with everything. Ah, she hasn't realized that yet. Right, she hasn't realized that yet that that's not the case and stuff. I do want to say <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. I never, I never ran away from home. Okay. But I did I hid in a tree for like a whole day. Like as it, how old were you? Um I don't think I was a teenager. Where was Huck Finn during all of this? Uh, he was down the river, I think. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I hid in a tree, like you in our back. You didn't want to whitewash the fence or whatever? In our, in our backyard. Like, I didn't go far. I just hid in a tree, but I was so good at hiding that they couldn't find me. And you just watched. Were you, okay, so the, set this up. Were you mad and you were like. I was super mad about something. I think my mom remembers because we, we talked about it not too long ago. And you were, and, like, you were like, I need to get some revenge on them. Sort of. I was just like, I want to get the fuck away from out of here and away from here. And I don't want to deal with them. And it's like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, like you used to hide in your closet, but they can find you. So I was like, I'm going somewhere where like nobody can find me. And somehow I like went out. So we had a backyard and the backyard sort of butted up to like sort of a sort of like a, a uh, an empty lot. But it was like overgrown. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like a little chain link fence, like a shorty chain link fence. And uh so I think I climbed over the fence and then there was like a couple trees, like right on the other side of the fence, but you could clearly see them from our backyard. Yeah. And I, somehow I just, I don't know why I just climbed up. I, I figured I could, I could climb the tree somehow. And, and I did. How fucking uncomfortable must you have been? I, I, I wasn't that, I don't think I was, well, as your kid, you're probably never uncomfortable. But think about it. Think about like, think about doing that now. You will be bored instantaneously. Oh, instantaneously. No phone. No phone. Just, oh, yeah. I just sat, just like anchored, yeah. just waiting for people to come outside and look for you. Like, that's yeah. the only point. Yeah. Yeah. And they couldn't, they came, they looked, they called my name. I didn't respond. Uh, you were mad. I was mad. Yeah. I was mad. I was really, I think, yeah. I don't know. I don't remember what the fuck it was about, but I was, uh, I think I was a pretty good. I think I was a pretty good hider. Like I stuff. hope that your parents knew like to trust you that you hadn't been abducted or like that they weren't terrified. Back then, it's very scary. You know, back then you're not you're not considering that stuff. I don't think. Yeah, no. Now would be that's what all oh, I would care. Oh, it'd be terrifying. It'd be terrifying. Of course, I'd also have my probably have my phone in my pocket. They could probably just geolocate me. Yeah, I know it's crazy. That's yeah, a, yeah. There's no running away anymore. But they probably figured I just went down to the neighbor's house or something, and like you know, a couple blocks away or something. But whatever yeah so that well that's my mom my mom was worried though like she was actually generally worried about me or whatever i think that's good uh but i think i like i think it was even after dinner or something it got dark out and then i was like oh shit it's like dark out like, i think maybe i should go inside i'm in trouble 
Yeah. <laughs> you stay, stayed, stayed so long. I, I, think, I think my mom was so happy that I came home. I don't think I got in trouble. I was, I was uh, walking through the neighborhood, my old neighborhood in Pittsburgh. And there was this little kid, Nate. He used to walk his do- play with his dog in the park, so I knew him. He was probably like, I'd say 12. Okay. Uh, and he, uh, one day I, I was walking, just walking, I was probably walking Kate, like through the neighborhood, and I hear like music above me. Like there's music playing above, like in the trees. <laughs> and I look up, and Nate's just in a tree, like <laughs> listening to music. And I was like, this fucking kid's great. He's just out here climbing trees, listening to tunes. Just to today, just on this day, decided I'm gonna get up in that tree right there. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. I like, don't know I last like... time I climbed a tree, probably never again will be my answer as far as future oh. trees. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, uh, I claimed a tree like last fall. I, like, Why? We have, Why? We have these apple trees in our yard here. Yeah. And we were, we were trying to, yeah, we were, no, we were trying to prune them and stuff. Oh. Uh, so that's I had to for a broken arm. Yep, I, uh, well, that's exactly what my wife said. Uh, <laughs> you guys are so similar. Um, I climbed a tree because I was like, I'm a pretty good cli- tree climber. I think I can do this still. And I got up there and I was totally fine with it. And I didn't fall, didn't break anything, mm-hmm. didn't mm-hmm. even slip or anything. And uh, my wife was freaking out the whole time. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm mm. not doing it. Mm. I'm not doing it. I'm not climbing. I feel like I, maybe I feel like I just feel like I'm still like 26 and I can do anything. Yeah, that's good. It's a good, it's a good way to be. It's a mm. good way to be. I, uh, you know, I'm going skiing this week. Uh, yeah. I guess that's my, that's my version of climbing trees. <laughs> <laughs> it's just as dangerous. It's, way, it's like twice as dangerous. It's way more dangerous. <laughs> Wait, let me ask you this. Are, like if you climbed a tree with the tree, like could sometimes move. Like just do like, you, are you wearing a helmet now while you ski? I've, I've been wearing a helmet since, like, the early aughts. Oh. I was an early adapter to the helmet game. Okay. I bought a helmet, uh, yeah, like, like, years and years and years ago. Hmm. I'm all about the helmet. I'm about safety. I don't wear a helmet when I ride my bike, which is weird. Ever. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> really yeah, I weird. Got, I never put a, I've never worn a helmet to ride a bike unless I was forced to, like, a, if it was a long, like, a ride where they're, like, like the Fibro bike tour where you have to wear a helmet. Yeah. But skiing, yeah, always wear a helmet. And, I, and, if, I, and if it's a, a, a big hill, if it's like somewhere I haven't skied before and I'm going to be there for a couple of days, I'll usually take like a two-hour lesson just to get to know the hill and, oh, okay. and ski with somebody who's good. Unless mm-hmm. I'm with someone who knows the hill. But I have, I have real fear of, like, of uh, the unknown, like a little bit. You know, I don't like to just drop into like things I've never skied before. It freaks me out. Sure. Okay. So I like to ski with people. Like I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a good uh, solo soloist. Yeah. That. I mean. But yeah. It's weird because skiing is such a individual sport. But it's it's better when you're with people though. Yeah. It's so much more fun. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I think a lot of that has to do with the lifts. The awkward lift alone is one of my. Least well, the sing- yeah. Words. The singles. The singles line is kind of a weird thing to get paired up if you're just like yeah. all right these two people on the chairlift before you know? covid i would just be like here's a flask i'll be like you want a drink one yeah because i like to have a nip on my, sure. on my rides sure now i'm not giving out nips get, get, no. the, get the covid not unless it's your nipples <laughs> that would be too chilly <laughs> nice and frozen and hard a blue nip <laughs> chris uh this is that's i i don't have a lot let's i mean i love this back and forth banter i did want to talk about one thing uh sort that i felt like i, I forgot to do uh, two things actually um, one, we, 
we typically uh, shout out like when people have passed that are important to us. Uh, or maybe it's on this show we only shout out people that are unimportant to us. Mm. But uh, Plug 2 uh, from De La died, I, right, I think, on the Super Bowl day, um, mm. February 12th, right? And, uh, and that's really sad. And, like, and it's, been, it's rippled through me a little bit more like, throughout the days. Like, I've been listening to a lot of De La and listening yeah. to like, the very, like, Paz and, and Maceo, like, their, their tributes to, to, to Dave. And I, it's, a, it's really sad. Because I kind of had forgotten, and it's not like it's always in the back of my head. Like Dayla is one of my favorite hip hop groups of all time. I've seen them a billion times, but they're not like I just always sort of had taken for granted that they're always around. Like they're always yeah. just there. Like three guys I can count on to always be around, uh, and they're not anymore. And it's sad. Like there's no Dayla as far as I'm concerned. You know, it is sad. And and, uh, and it's not like I was like hyped to hear a new Dayla soul. And I'm grateful that, like, when some something like this happens, I can go back and be like, "Oh my God, there's six great records, uh, not available on streaming yet, but they're still there, you know, and and they will be soon." And so, anyway, uh, it just I felt like a, I felt I I would feel remiss if we had given out shoutouts to Coolio <laughs> and and uh, and, and, uh, and not Dave Rotella. So, so true, boy. Uh, I I will miss you. I will miss uh, one of my favorite favorite work memories ever. Uh, Leanne hired me to do a day la show, and I got to spend the day. I really didn't have to work much. I just kind of wrangled them, and I got to. I spent most of the day with Maceo, but uh, it, it was uh, it was just a real I, like it was awesome when he passed to have that memory to look back on fondly. So I'm I'm grateful for that. You know that's that's actually that's a. a um... That's a cool thing that I've just uh, noticed about you is because normally when you talk about uh, shows and stuff that you've worked on, you usually kind of, you usually have a negative uh, <laughs> connotation about it, right? Like a lot of like, you know, like um, a lot of bands and stuff, you're always like, oh, they're kind of assholes they're kind of douchey. You can't stand them anymore because you had to like work with a bunch of their shows and all these things and whatever. And I get that, right? Like I, I understand that perspective and point um so it's actually really nice and refreshing that that actually that one uh left a good it just it just probably speaks to how like cool they are yeah i think that's definitely right and also just like the like you know there's it was a, it's a one in a million shot to like i mean leanne hired me because she knew i loved Dela, right she's like you're sure. gonna love to, you you want to do this like i took a day off of work to work it and i i'm sure my enthusiasm shone through a little bit you know mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. uh, but, it had, but it could have been taken in a million different ways, and it has in the past. And, and for some reason, like, they, they just want, like, Maceo especially, they just wanted to chill. Like, yeah. they wanted to kick it. Like, they were not like, all right, leave us in a room. Like, they stayed and hung with me, like, from soundtrack, from soundcheck on. And, like, left this, like, it, like um, amazing, like, I just have no bad memories from that. And, I've, <laughs> yeah, like, I think it's sometimes you don't want to meet the people you care about the most because it just can't possibly live up to your, your expectations, even if you think you don't have any expectations. Right, exactly. The only other example of that, I will say, uh, Joel McHale. <laughs> I did a Joel McHale show. He was really great. I was like, oh, you, I'm glad you're great. Like, I'm, you know, Seattle yeah, guy, right? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he, yeah, I think he's, he's one of those guys, like, he, you either probably love him or hate him because just because of his, his sort of his persona or his attitude, and he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's, a pretty sarcastic or, or snarky or whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure. 
Uh, yeah, but I could see, I could see, I could see that. I could see you along and hanging out. Yeah, I'm a huge community fan. It's one of my favorite shows <laughs> yeah, of all time. And, yeah. uh, and I was, I was amped to work the show and like, and, uh, and, and Childish Gambino opened, which was fun. You know, like he, like it was a surprise opener because they'd been, both been on community together. Right. And, uh, he was like, I have this really impossible, this is just a stupid yarn, but I'll tell it to you. He's like, I have this impossible, impossible request. I know I'm about to go on. This is Joel McHale. Mm-hmm. He's like, but I just thought it would be really funny if I walked in to Madonna's Like a Prayer. But like that specific part where the chorus comes in and he goes, here's my phone. <laughs> can you give it to the sound guy? And can you cue it at the part? I'm like, he's like, do you know the part I'm talking about? And I'm like, I know the part you're talking about. He's like, do you think you could do it? And I was like, it's a union house. It's Carnegie. Like, but I kind of know the, the engineer. So I go back there and I'm like, and he's just bored. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. We can make this happen. Let's put it in. Don't, don't use his phone. We can put it in my laptop. And like, we get, he gets all stoked on it, and suddenly, like, the magic's happening, and then in the moment, we nailed it, and, uh, and it felt good, you know? It's like, if this guy would have been a dick, I'd have been like, we can't do it, it's a union house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Just, like, give him right. the... T- but, uh, so, like, it all... What, it's, this is the point of both Dela and Joel McHale. It's like, if you ever get famous, just be nice to people, because you, you will reap the benefits of it. Yeah, man. Like, you will, people, will, people want to work for people that they enjoy being around. Exactly. Right. So moral, moral of the story. Moral of the goddamn story. Uh, so that was one thing. The other thing was, is like, Chris, we watched the Super Bowl together, and I know I had give your, given your Super Bowl props, but we hadn't really talked about the Super Bowl commercials. And, and it was one thing that I really has, had bugged me, but didn't bug anyone else during the Super Bowl. And I wanted your take on this. It's right. like, what's the deal with, like, Super Bowl commercials are all just people going back and playing their roles that they're famous for in commercial. Yeah. Why is, why is that? The, like, ev- like, is that every we, fucking pitch in, in, yeah. for every Super Bowl commercial? It's like, who can we dig up to, like, is Urkel, what's Urkel up to? You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like what, what, what's Clueless Lady? What's Alicia Silverstone up to? Like, how deep do we have to go? Like, what, like... There, like, is it? I think it's a cooked idea. It's stupid, yeah. But oh, sure. People, we're at the bottom of the well here. People still seem to care about it. And I guess the other, que- my question for you is like, if you, who would you like to see? Oh God. Yeah. Who would you want to see in a commercial? Who would just tickle your fancy? If you just got to see a guy or a girl <laughs> playing the role that they have played in a show that was iconic, or maybe not movie, what have you. Uh, in a commercial, and what would the product be? Can you do that, man? Uh, I honestly, I I could care, I could give two fucks. Really, you don't about really any of that stuff. And I, I, we're at the, I, I, hundred percent agree with you. We're at the bottom of the well here of of sort of ideas and 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 whatever marketing ad wizards are fucking coming up with this dumb shit because they've got nothing else. There's no more creative juices left. They just want to recreate everything, right? Everything's Basically. nostalgia, and I know that bums you out when it comes to like tea, like. You're like, oh, now Magnum P.I. is back. You know, like, it's like, I know that you don't like nostalgia that much. I know that from, like, a movie and television standpoint. Yeah, I like a little nostalgia is fine, but don't, don't shove it down our throats, right? Yeah. Uh, don't force feed it to us like this. And, and that's what, because it happened, like, once, and it was, like, kind of cute for whatever that, whatever that show or commercial was that they did, and everyone's like, oh, that's such a brilliant idea. Let's oversaturate the market with this. Yeah. Well, but Wayne I, and Garth, they did it. Right. 
Right, right. The They're fucking breaking uh, bad. Bad now, yeah. Um, which is actually really kind of maybe it's not ironic or funny and all, but and my wife and I are are watching Breaking Bad right now for the oh, first really? for the first well, time. Both of you for the first time? Both of us for the first time. Oh man. I watched it I rewatched it with Kristen during COVID. Uh it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm a little I'm a little hit or miss with it. Eh, you'll get into it. It'll I'm in I'm in, I'm in three uh, we're through halfway through season three. And you're you're you've been like mm, maybe it's not for you. It's understandable. It's really it's really great in parts, and then at, at other times it's just kind of boring to me. Yeah, we don't need to make this into a into a yeah, yeah, yeah. bad podcast. I would say this like uh the 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 like the main protagonist whatever whatever his name is the 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 man in black whatever uh the the <laughs> Malcolm in the middle whatever the fuck his name is uh <laughs> white what yeah, Mr White he yeah. uh. He's clearly the villain. Like if that's how you have to approach it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the worst yeah. one. Yeah, he's the worst guy. Yeah, he's also sort of like a bumbling idiot. He's just the worst. He's fucking. Yeah. He's the worst. The worst. Jesse yeah. is the second worst, and Hank, the cop, is the best. Nah, well, see, now nah, I don't think he's the best. I think he's pretty bad too. He's just uh, an asshole. No, he's not. He's, he's such a perfect. You'll he's see. Perfect. You'll see. You'll well, see. He's already, so he's already been shot. I, I'm just saying, like, when I rewatched I hated him the first time I watched it. When I watched it again, I had so much empathy for that character. Uh, it cha- I, I, I totally changed the way I thought about it. He, to me, he is a perfect character for, for what's kind of, what's going on right now uh, with, with sort of dudes and their sort of over, overemphasis on, like, macho-ness and tough guy-ness, you know, and, like, He's somebody that they're not, and you know, like the whole thing, you know, everything. And I don't, I don't hate him. I he's he's a there's no one likable in this whole show. But I think that that's the thing is like he he's he there he's that for a reason. He's that person for a reason. And and I think that like if you look at him and explore him a little bit more, there like he actually is sort of a tender person who's just trying to do the right thing, and he's oh, yeah, yeah. up in this machismo job. Right, but he actually right. had. He actually is a really like caring human being that's just trying to do the right thing. Yeah, well, I, honestly, he's probably the best character in the whole show because he he is sort of he is sort of butting heads with himself in two different sides. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, fuck, fuck the police for sure. But like, <laughs> rule one: fuck the police. <laughs> so I'm not gonna sit here and be like I love him because he's a fuck a, fuck him. He's a cop. That's why, like, during the wire, I was happy anytime something bad happened to a cop. I'm like, fuck the police. I don't right. care. Right, but I that's mean, that's what's great about those shows is that they they don't show they don't glorify them. They show from both sides. Yeah, they show their true sides in 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 in, in sort of the job and at home or whatever and, and the whole thing. It's really great. I will say the one thing I will say too is is I don't think they could have gotten a better person to play Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, no, he's fantastic. Because I don't that I've watched that guy in other stuff and he's he's just not good. No, he's terrible. But he's he. Is that person that role? He is totally that. Guy. Yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. That guy. He's Man, a, I yeah. That's maybe that is like maybe that's perfect for him that they that they did a a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. Like, no matter what, that's who they are. I wish it would have been Malcolm in the Middle for that commercial though. Like if you would have <laughs> seen Brian Cranston in a hat, and then you would have thought it was like a him doing Breaking Bad, but then it's all of a sudden Frankie Munez is is Jesse <laughs> instead. Of Jesse, that's yeah. a good commercial. That's a good commercial. And that's that bitchy good. mom comes out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, that's the that's the commercial. 
Maybe we should be ad ad wizards. Yeah, you or, just need one more spin. You need one more twist. There you go. Exactly. And you yep. do it for something with a twist, like like a like Sprite. Yeah, or like a Bud Light Margaritas. Yeah, or Bud Light Margarita. Yeah. Lime Margarita. I'm a. <laughs> don't act like you don't know. <laughs> don't act like you don't know. <laughs> hey, Chris. Guess Woo. who won the slam dunk contest? Mm, your boy and mine. Everyone's favorite seventy sixer. Did I? Did I tell you? Did I? Did I not tell you who's winning that contest? Yeah. I mean, listen. He was gonna. I didn't watch it. So this no, is going based nobody. on nothing. But it sounds like he was the only one who like made their dunks. So yeah. People, yeah, no one else seemed to be exciting. I'm excited for him. He's the hero of all of All Star Weekend. No one cared about any other part of it. No, well, they shouldn't because there's nothing else to really care about. Yeah, it's stupid. But uh, right. and but uh, of course, it's like if but if 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 Mac wasn't a white guy, they wouldn't have cared either about these dunks. I don't. I mean, the short people win too. Like, don't forget Nate Robinson won twice for with lame dunks because he was that, short. So right. short helps. Mac McClung is, I don't find him likable. Like, I don't like his face. I don't like the no. way he talks. Yeah, he's kind of douchey. Yeah, he feels, he feels like that guy. Uh, mm-hmm. And that wasn't a 540 dunk. It's a 360. Oh, my God. Thank you. It's a, it's a 360. Watch it. He, yes. ju- he jumps when he starts turning. Yes. His back is to the hoop. He does a 360, and he dunks backwards, and then he yes. just spins off the hoop. So yes, it's exactly it's, there. There was 540 degrees of movement. Yes, but in the not, d- d- the dunk, the um, you count the degree in the air. Like that's yes. how, how I've always done it. Before you, before you finish the dunk, or as you finish where the dunk, where your feet after. are when you when you jump, and where your feet are when you dunk. Yes, it's all about in the air. It's not where your feet are when you land. No. It's where your feet are facing when you jump and dunk. And yes. that was a 360, a true yeah. 360. A two-footed 360, which is always nice. Neek used Great. to do them. Great. Neek, you could, Neek could probably still do one. Yeah, like it's it, fine. But I'm sorry, motherfucker. That was a 540. And he's out there like saying, like, well, with the 540. And I'm like, yeah, okay. What the, you might as well call it a 1832. Like, you could put as many numbers in front of that if you want. <laughs> he should have just kept... Three, he should have just kept spinning as he landed and just twirling, yeah, and then he's like, yeah. yeah. a pirouette at the end. That's a, that's a 2880 or a whatever. triple sow cow. Yeah. It's like, yo, like, did, come you, on, man. did you see my triple sow cow right there? Also, also if, you, if you're dragging your nuts on the back of some dude's heads, you didn't clear them. No. Right? Also, you're not the, guy that, the guy that signs up to have his nuts dragged on his head is the funniest <laughs> guy to me, and that guy's like, he's this, he's this like, he thinks he's fucking a star. He's a bigger star than McClung. Yeah, he's like a well, he's a jump guy. I guess that's his thing. He teaches people how to jump on Instagram. Sure. He's like, I'm a white guy. Let me tell you how to jump, maximize your jump capacity. Watch sure. these videos, and it's him with his shirt off. Dude, I I looked him up, and oh. uh, and that don't, yeah, like that's his like. He's like, I've never wanted anything more in the world than to have Mac McClung's dick graze the back of my head <laughs> on national television. <laughs> also, while if- having my dick on someone else's neck. Like it's like human centipede of dick of nut rubbing. Like also, like if you if you have to sort of curl over to make sure the guy can clear you, that's not a good jump. Nah, you should put your head straight up, and if he hits it, he hits it. Fuck yeah, that. like you're you're not. That's a, I maybe maybe you and I are too too um, uh, uh, stringent with these dunks. 
you know, and too, too technical with all this stuff. But I think that's the point of the dunk contest. Just and that's why it sucks anymore because people are sort of half half in this shit and getting away with it. And everyone else is sort of like, oh, that was a 10. That was a 10. Wouldn't it be cooler if he like had two MMA guys and they stood next to each other and as he dunked, he kicked him in the face? Like there's no rule against it. Right. Just do some knockout blows. Yeah. Some like ah, damn thing, you break know? Like a fucking board. Like, yeah. I don't know. Add something else to it. Yeah, man. I, yeah. Like, if you did a true 540, then I'd be impressed. Yeah, people do it. People do yeah. it, you know? Yeah. And the thing is, is, like, he should be the one because he's getting, he's basically, like, the G League dunker that used to never get a chance in an instance like this. Like, the, you know, it's like, oh, if you heard the legend of, like, Lloyd Daniels, that guy dunked better than anybody, but never got, like, to be in the big leagues or whatever. Like, right. It's right. like, now you can do that. So, Mac McClung, do the dunk that, like, you're supposed to do. Right. It's stupid, Chris. Yeah. It's just stupid, man. I was trying to. I was trying to say it last week. I know. But did he win because he's white? No, he won because yes. he was by far the best guy dunking. Like, well, I, I think. Uh, well, I, well, see, I think because they were so impressed by his dunks, because he's white. You know what I mean? Like, he got a little extra bonus point. Like, all those were tens. Like, come on, get the fuck out of here. Like, if anybody else did those dunks, Wait, so um, you think people favor people because they're white in the NBA? <laughs> Is that true? Come on, Gary Bird. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just curious because I saw Nikola Jokic get picked almost last in the uh, NBA All-Star game, and I saw Joel Embiid get picked first. Yeah. But yet Jokic is working his way towards his third MVP. Yeah, well, there you go. There's just, a- just curious to me. that. Uh, in, so what you're saying is like people who have voting power tend to pick white people. Hmm, interesting. I wonder if that plays a role in uh, MVP voting at all. No, not at all. Not at all. Oh, it just- doesn't? Just for dumb. Okay. So like Steve Nash (laughs) over over Shaq. It's nothing to do with the color of skin, right? Or the fact that people like people that look like them, right? That's not that's not it. That's not it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Okay. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah. I was just wondering. I was Mm -hmm. I was just wondering about that. Although I will say, in defense of Jokic this year, the the guy is putting up great so like when Westbrook one MVP for, for yeah, he's putting triple, up Westbrook numbers. Right. He put up a triple double. Like you haven't done that in 40 years or something. Right. Yeah. Great. I get it. Jokic, Like this is, if this is the year you were going to give it to Jokic, then fine. Because he's putting up incredible numbers. He doesn't play. What, he gets his ass handed to him. Anytime he plays anybody good though. I know. He play I, defense. He gets I, fucking well, worked. He, yeah. So he sets at the top of the key and either turns and shoots or he drops a fucking bounce pass. And it's, it's a cool offense. It works. But when he has to defend somebody good or when he has to fucking like pl- play up to the level of competition when he's not, you know, he's not, he doesn't have fucking Nurkic guarding him, he suddenly like crumbles. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. Time and time I, again, he doesn't win in the playoffs. There's a, every excuse has been made for him. And he won't and win. His, and and, and it's, his game is boring, dude. He's like Kevin Love with a jump shot. Like, who fucking cares? Like, you know what they should just do now, Days, is, is they should just have, they should have two awards. They should have a regular season MVP, and then they should have the, the, the 2022-2023 MVP, which includes the playoffs, right? They, I think they should have, like, the players choose an MVP and the writers choose an MVP, and that's it. The writers can have their MVP. It's the way that, remember, like, there was, like, the AP poll but like number one team yeah. and then the coaches poll. Right. And right. it would be like, and then the college football would have to decide which one's their favorite. Yeah, they have two number ones two now. Two number right. ones. Who yeah. cares? Do that. Have like the players that play against these people and keep the fans out of it. And then the writers can have their jack off session. And you could do that with the hall of fame. You do that yep. with everything. 
Yeah. Like you could be the people that played with these people. Yeah. Coaches can be a part of that. Assistant coaches, whoever. Trainers. I don't give a fuck. People, refs. They get to choose the person that they think. And if it matches the, who the writers think, great. But the writers, like, uh, if, I, if I own the athletic and I'm the New York Times, I shouldn't get to have 30% of the vote, voting power for MVP. Because, uh, because like, I can, I can essentially say this is who we as a conglomerate, as a corporation, feel is the most valu- valuable for us to win this MVP award. It's, it's dumb. It makes no sense to me. I'm not going to argue with you. Thank you. The All-Star game can go fuck itself, too. But that's just, I just, I, like, ugh. I'm, and I don't want to keep talking about the MVP thing, and it probably, truthfully, it wouldn't bother me. But I'll tell you this. Nikola Jokic wouldn't have been able to fucking block Ja Morant at the fucking hole with, like, the game on the line last night. He wouldn't have even jumped. That was incredible. Yeah. So put that in your pipe and Jokic. <laughs> Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> I think we, I think that's where we end this thing. <laughs> right. Oh, that's our that's our that's our name of our our we're we're supposed to do the end of the show rant every week. Yeah, that's the title of and we'll have oh, we'll, that's good. We'll that's come up good. with like a little theme song for it or something as like a little uh yeah like put that in your pipe and yoga. <laughs> I rarely make myself laugh. Uh, all right, everybody. This is Shorty. Have a great weekend. I'll uh, come, be coming at you live from Montana next week. So Bye. get ready. Bye. Bye. Bye.